everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm treating this podcast kind of like how like I would treat like a phone call where like I immediately for some reason have to like stand up. Like I just can't sit and talk <laughs> for some reason. What? You have to stand up when you talk on the phone? Yeah, I have to stand up and walk around when I talk on the phone like all the time. But no, I, I guess I kind of do me. that. It's just because like uh, – I don't know. I'd probably do that some because I don't want people to hear my conversation or mm-hmm. that I don't want to be on the phone. So I have to do something to keep my attention. <laughs> my attention. I, I, I think know. that's part of it too because if yeah. I just sit at my computer, then I might get like sucked into you know searching something on the internet and you're just like, hey, man, da, da, da. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. Oh, what, what? Oh, uh, whatever you said. It was sound, yep, that was it. Thanks, mom, love you. Bu- oh, what? <laughs> I just bought yeah. a lot of stuff on Amazon. What did you say? Yeah. But Right. No, um, Definitely welcome back, everybody. Ooh, uh, anyone's here? To... Back, welcome. Yeah, uh, I would hope that we have some new people, but I would assume that most of the time we're just welcoming people back. I mean, if you if you're in the middle of a podcast and you just kind of jump in at random, I don't know. Yeah, well, good on a you. Lot of times you kinda, even, yeah, even keep if it up. you're first time, we welcome you back. I mean, we welcome back, Cart. Cotter and where was he? Where was he before the show? We don't. Yeah. We don't know. No, I don't. We definitely. Don't. I don't. I I do not remember a pre-season to that. No, that's what the, I never understood that song. You know, I was like, where was the, he before? What is this? The or the origin comic is is lost in in that <laughs> respect. So yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, uh, we are going to jump right into our first segment here the question of the day question of the day i I think this is i really i really like this question because this is you know probably you know spanning your whole life thinking about it it is taggart yes what food item food item have you eaten the greatest quantity of in one sitting so, oh, so not over my whole life, but over just sitting down once, sitting and down eating once this food at one meal, one opportunity, and you've just mm-hmm. gone whole hog on what? I, I think I have to say pizza. Pizza. All right. Any particular instance I, of pizza or place or preference or. No, not instance. Instance. Uh, instance. It. I. Uh, uh, I. I have often finished a, a whole pizza by myself. Easy. Like, because I mean, I'll 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 chow down on those like, Tostinos. You know, do you like? Yeah, that's like a wafer pizza. Yeah, um, but you, when you go for those, do you do you go uh, cookie sheet or no cookie sheet? Like straight on the rack or no? Straight on the rack. Oh yeah, I mean, why dirty? Sure. Why dirty something else? I mean, it just so perfectly fits on a plate that you just straight on the rack gets that crispy bottom, and there's not enough cheese to drip off because they are sparse on the cheese, for sure. 
and then yeah, and it's not real cheese, yeah. so it, it melts on there real fast. Yeah. And so you just have time to like yep, and you unadhere. You just you just flick that onto a plate, and basically just fold it in half and soup, soup, ta- cut, cut, taco that. Oh, thing. For, you're yeah. you're a taco tostino. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but no. Uh, so so pizza, eating a whole pizza in one sitting, um, is definitely something I have done. Uh, is there anything that you've gone like all you can eat and um, or any like food challenges or anything that you've you've had a had a chance to go for? I've never really done one of those food challenges. It just uh, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I have um, in my past had two Chipotle burritos once in one sitting, Ooh. and that. Uh, and that basically does me in. Like, uh, I can't do it now. Like I said, uh, it did me in then when I was a young child. So I, I I'm not, I'm not into the uh, the food challenges. The gorging yourself. Sky, my band keeps trying to get us to do like the huge steak challenge and stuff, like the seventy-two ounce steak or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "It'll be easy, man." And I was like, "I don't want to feel terrible later." So no, my my girlfriend does not understand the concept of the meat sweats. What's not to What's not to know about the meat sweats? Well, she, she has she, she's never she's not eating a lot. Yeah, she's not like she's not a meaty person, and so she doesn't understand how you could eat so much meat that just in the fact that you've eaten meat, your body's like I need to expel something. And I need to, I need to start <laughs> secreting something out of me, and whether it's the extra. Uh, well, when you put it like that, yeah, the, the extra sodium or something, just get this out of me. Um, but yeah, like uh, meat sweats is definitely a thing for me. Uh, I don't, I haven't really done any uh, official eating challenges. Um, I mean, I've done like you know in the office for like you know uh hey everybody let's let's do a thing to help uh you know get to know each other or let's do a little contest or whatever i've done like watermelon eating which it, watermelon eating is is not really as much of how much can you actually eat it's how much can you chew and then let spill out of your mouth. Like how much can you actually just like <laughs> grind down a watermelon until it looks like it's actually done? Like, right. like there's a huge puddle of just watermelon juice um, and you've just basically pureed it into juice, but you haven't actually – you don't even actually eat any of it. But um, something – yeah. Thanks for that inside uh, yeah. look behind the curtain there. Yeah. No, but something I definitely have have eaten. Um, this was, uh, I want to say it was 2002, probably. It was right before okay. my brother went on his mission. So two, we're going to say 2002. Um, some, somewhere around cool. there. Uh, okay. okay. And Red Lobster, which, you know, I looked I, I looked this up not too long ago, um, why they've never done this again. They did an all-you-can-eat crab, all-you-can-eat crab legs, snow crab legs. 
And okay. ever since then, I've been like waiting. I'm like, why haven't they done this? Like, this was great. They don't do that for Crab Fest. Yeah, like they they have Crab Fest, Crab Fest, <laughs> um, and they do all you can eat shrimp. But then I like looked it up, and then it came up on like this Forbes magazine top ten worst business decisions, and it was like. Uh, uh, like it went along with like uh, I think it was American Airlines gave away like um, a couple of passes where it's like you know for ten thousand dollars a year you can travel as much as you want on American Airlines and they're like nobody's really gonna buy these passes no people bought them and they lost tons of money like millions oh, of dollars yeah. a year because these people were just flying for free and and stuff like that and um then uh, red lobster lost a heck of a lot of money on this crab and it's because people like my brother and i went to this as a 19 and 18 or 17 year old uh two two hardy young men <laughs> and their mother who uh thankfully paid for all of it but it wasn't that bad i don't think it was probably like you know 25 30 bucks a person or something like that and we were okay. there forever and between the two of us we ate seven or no uh, it was we ate yeah like seven and a half pounds of crab legs holy cow yeah and it was great it was crab legs are expensive, man. Yeah. So I'm imagining that, you know, all across the nation, there are people just down in these crab legs until they just ran out of stock. And then they're like, this cost us so much money. Yeah. And, and now when you go to like all you can eat places, that's not like a buffet. I mean, this is just my, been my experience. Maybe they serve you so slowly. Like you go right. and it's like un, like all you can eat pasta at Olive Garden or all you can eat shrimp or all you can eat sushi or something. And you get your first round in like a normal dinner time, you know, like going to the restaurant and then you finish it and you're like, all right, time for round two. And the waiter is like, okay, well, we'll put in your second order. And then it takes like 40 minutes <laughs> and you're like, Jeez, man! Like I'm not gonna be sitting here all day, and it's like, okay, here's your next one, and it's like, well, can you put your next order in right? Yeah, put it in right now. I want it, and it takes another like half an hour. So you're like, it's only been three rounds, and I've already been here for two hours. Like, all right, I guess I'm done, and that's how they get you. It's not all you can yeah. eat; it's all you can stand to sit there. <laughs> how how long do you want to live here? Yeah, exactly. Um, so well, yeah, and I'm sure that has a fa a factor is is to that as well with them waiting so trying to get your your stomach to catch up to the food you've eaten and mm -hmm. be like oh yeah i'm not really that hungry anymore mm -hmm. so the second order comes out and usually i would suspect that they hope that that's your last one mm -hmm. if your uh, stomach is like uh, -uh can't do it anymore but like the brazilian meat houses or steak houses i should say those places are, are good. They're pretty on the ball on just like, you know, bringing stuff out, bringing stuff out. They're just bringing meat around all yeah. the time, right? They have yeah. a cart and they're bringing it around. You're like, yeah. you want a grilled pineapple? You want some snake? You want an alligator? <laughs> the, the thing about that is like, it's funny. 
for me, like you, you try everything like the first go around, you know, you're like, yeah, right. give me, what is that? Like, you know, mango mahi mahi. Sure. I'll try some of that. What is that? A chicken heart? Uh, yeah. Give me a chicken heart. Oh, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah, but then when it gets to like the end and the sweats start kicking in, that's when you start saying, okay, we're skipping all this stuff. That's I don't, I am not like a fan of, and I am only going for like, right. uh, yes, the uh, garlic sirloin, please. Uh, bacon rack Turkey, uh, bring that back around, you know, like, you, right. you, you hold on to your favorites because same thing with like sushi and stuff. You're like, okay, I've tried a little like some experiment sushi at the beginning. I know what rolls I like. Give me that tempura uh, because uh, I'm going to have to choke this down or else I have to pay for this roll separately. So uh, give me the stuff that I know I like because I'm not going to be able to choke down something that's kind of okay. Right, right. Like you got to – the deliciousness factor goes up the more you've eaten something I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, kind of uh, flipping on that, you kind of mentioned at the beginning, what food item do you think you've eaten the most of in your entire life? Like if you span your whole life, what food? Uh, uh, it might be the same. It might be pizza. Yeah. From where? From all over. Um, I take a frozen pizza. I take a little C's. I'll take a <laughs> little C's. I'll take a. I'll take a. I'll, I'll I'll take a double nine. You know, Domino. I'll take a. Uh, I'll take a Pizza Hut. How often did you eat Domino's when you worked for Domino's? Oh, so much. Oh, so much. Oh, so much. Uh, oh, so much. You. you- um. Yeah, when I when I had cool people who worked there, mm-hmm. um, when something had to be thrown away, they're like, uh, you know, they canceled this order and we had already made it, so eat this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we're like, okay, otherwise it's going in the trash. So mm-hmm. we do that all the time. And then, uh, do you remember my friend Dan, who I worked with at at uh, yeah Domino's? Uh- Okay. You see him at uh, midnight movies sometimes. Yeah, he was the one that you played the game with, right? The yeah. Oh, <laughs> we should talk about this game. Okay, do we it. We should talk about this game because I actually talked to my band about this on our last trip, and uh, I had forgotten about it. And this is amazing. So this is getting off. I might, I might start week. doing this at work. But anyway, go on. This is great. Okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I played this game with Dan. Uh. But my my first point was that Dan was a good guy and I used to work lunch and stuff and he'd usually make a pie or something uh, and some, you know, some wings or some sweet breads or something for lunch and give us food. They have all kinds of stuff. Anyway, keep going. They have they had a lot of stuff then too. But uh, anyway, so we had two guys that would work with us during the day. But not on the same day. Like uh, it was either this guy named Ted or this guy. I, should I change these people's names? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> either a guy named Ted or it was uh, Brian. And uh, and it depended on the day. Uh, I think one worked during the week and one worked on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But anyways, I was one of the day drivers. And then the, one of those guys was the other day driver. Uh, and so we worked all day, but there was usually only three of us until r- the lo- mm-hmm. the dinner rush, right? Where you, where for the real pizza, pizza, pizza. So there's a lot of 
Right. So there's a lot of downtime during the day. We have a couple of runs that happen almost every morning, right at when we open <laughs> those, up. Those, t- and those then 11 a.m. pizza runs. Those people are, you know, you know, that's good. This it's like a little kid's birthday party. It's it's got to be, yeah. Oh, okay. It's schools. It's schools. <laughs> schools. <laughs> the school orders. But yeah. Make fun of yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, poor kids, then their parents paid for the uh, meal tickets and they got free pizza. Anyways, so um, so we'd have a lot of downtime in the store. So Dan and I came up with this game um, that we would play with the other guy, unbeknownst to him. So either Ted or Brian. Would, <laughs> that's always the best games the unbeknownst to you games yeah. so so they uh, you could call them our victims but they weren't really victims they they uh it was all fun and games so uh, our game so um dan and i would pick a word mm-hmm. we pick a word that we would try to get the unbeknownst player to say and it couldn't right. re- it couldn't be like a direct, oh, I forgot what this is. Do you know what this is? And then have them say the word. Nah, that's that's cheating. You can't it can't mm-hmm. because we're there all day. Uh, why ruin it right off the bat? You know, there was definitely days where we got multiple words, but but uh, you know, if the word is phone and you're like. Oh man! Oh, look at this. What's and that like, thing you call people on? It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you yeah. Got you got your phone. Like, look at this, and he's like, "What? Your phone?" Yeah. Um, you know, it, you had to get a conversation going with him, where it might come up, and you could steer it in that direction. Um, but you, and you tried to get him there without having a direct prompt necessarily that took him right to the word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it was fun for us, but it, it was not an easy game. And it's not a game that you can play with when the unbeknownst person is beknownst. Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> beknownst. That's your word for tomorrow. That's it. So, cause um, we tried it. We tried it. One of the guys in my band was like, "Okay, I'll cover my ears. You guys pick a word." And we're like, "It doesn't." We tried it, and and he just understood that we were trying, you know, fairly quickly to get him to say Uh a certain vegetable, and he was like, (laughs) "He's avoiding it because he knows the game, you know." Right. Can't. It doesn't work that way. It has to be someone who doesn't understand what's going on and thinks you're just having a nice conversation so i go I, up and i'm like brian what's up buddy uh you work out any man i've been thinking about trying to work out more and i don't know what you know what the word is dumbbell or something like we're trying to get there and so he's like starts talking about working out or blah 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 and you try to get in there um some words spanned multiple days uh, it, it, it can be difficult when they're, they're hard words um, but we had a lot See, of fun. We had a lot of I, fun doing that. I mean, I would almost say, like, you know, kind of having played this a little bit since you've talked about it and stuff, it's it's the the bigger the points, I guess, if you, you know, it's not really point based, obviously, but the 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 better it is is 
when that person who the unbeknownst, as we call them, the it, as, uh-huh. as, as some people would say, how many words they say in a sentence or in like their part of the conversation before they say the word, right? Because it's easy right. to say, you know, oh, what are those things that you lift and you're like, you mean like the dumbbells? And it's just like, okay, that was like, you know, three words, right? But yeah, if they're but- like, yeah, you know, first I go in and I do my legs and da 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 And it's like, and then it's like, and then when I get to the dumbbells and you're like, yes, that was like a whole like three sentences and he like got to it. You know, you got to kind of steer them into that, that well, whole yeah, and the, el- and the element. And the whole thing too is if you want to keep playing, they can't figure out what you're doing. So that's another reason why you just don't lead them right to it and then have nothing to follow up. You're like, what's that thing that you do when you curl your arms? What's the, what's the weight called? They're like dumbbell. And you're like, well, and then they're like, okay, let's, and then we're stopped talking about this. Yeah. (laughs) Like next. Yeah. You don't have anything to follow up with it. Like they're going to pick up. So you need to have like a full blown conversation with them Mm -hmm. and try to get it there. Um, so that when you come back the next day, you can have a new word and play again. You know, you just don't want them to ever pick up mm-hmm. on it. Um, and they did, and and it, and so it was always a it was always a competition between me and Dan, whoever would get them to say the word first. Um, so, did you did you ever play, guy. did they're you ever play it with like different guy. words? Like you had a word and Dan had a word, so you're trying to steer the conversation in two different ways. I think that is what we did. Okay. Because, and we may have started not doing that, but I think now that you mentioned that, it sounds right because uh, I think it's just too, again, it's too obvious if you both start having a conversation about Mm -hmm. a similar topic. Again, you don't want to pick up on it. So you, uh, you want to give, you know, give Dan a word and then he'd give me one. So we'd be working on different words and trying to get them to that word first. Um, so then I don't remember how that would work after that. Like if somebody got a word, word they try to, if we gave the other guy a new word or if he kept trying to get that one done, I don't remember. We didn't really keep scores like a true score. It was just like, ah, Dang it, you got it. Uh, kind of situation. So, anyways, mm-hmm. that was really fun. And I don't know, like, I seriously just talked with my band about this last weekend or the weekend before or something. And I don't remember how it came up. I hadn't talked about this in forever. And I talked about it twice in like two weeks or something. So, that's awesome. Thank you for reminding me <laughs> you, about, no problem. about this game that has very little to do with the actual topic of the meat sweats. Um, well, no, that's the thing, man. Yeah, you, you it's those those boring times at work that make like the best, you know, the best things. Like, oh, yeah. um, so uh, one thing that we would do at work, uh, just to kind of be on a totally random other topic, uh, we do it, man. Do we it. do. We run this podcast. We can do whatever we want. Um, we do what we call wiki golf. Okay, hit so, me. So, so, so wiki golf is you obviously have to have a computer and everything. So this is like, you know, office gamer, uh, we would do it cause you know, working at a call center and stuff like that. So you're, you're sitting uh-huh. there in between calls and everything like that. Um, so if we were playing, 
you would think of just a random Wikipedia page, like just okay. something completely, completely random. And like, give me, give me something like any, anything off the cuff there. So uh, thir- original 13 colonies. Okay. Original 13 colonies. Awesome. At the same time, I would have like chosen one without having heard yours. So I don't have any like preconceived notions and stuff like that. So uh-huh. I would say like self rising yeast or self rising flour or something like Ooh, that. Right. Nice. You know? And so then we would, we would basically both say our, our, uh, Wikipedia entries and then, um, we would choose a direction. Like we would go either like self rising yeast. There's what am I talking about? Self rising flour to, uh, 13 colonies or vice versa. We just basically would just agree on a direction. You pick an order and then try to figure yes. out, you just you go this link to link yes. and try to see how fast you can get there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you just, the, the rules are, uh, one, you can only click no typing, obviously. So you can't uh-huh. search anything really. And two, okay. no going back. So no mulligans. Ooh, and so, so you, if you click something you're, you've committed to, if, if you've clicked that, that link, route. you are now on that page. Like if it's like, Oh man, I thought I was going to go, you know, from like, you know, the original 13 colonies from like maze, you know, and then I got lost in this labyrinth of something. Um, we played it the other day and, um, Oof, I got lost in, in a crazy, labyrinth and like there's I, I we were doing we were doing mandrake uh to what was mandrake, it mandrake like the the vegetable okay uh, or the the root uh-huh, uh-huh. um and it was to uh winopanog or where uh, something like that i can't remember but i tried to go backwards and i was like oh there was something about like I was like in maze and I'm like, Oh, the root system. And I clicked on root system. Cause I'm like, that's going to get me to root vegetables and mandrake's going to be right there. No root system took me to like the square root system. Uh, and I was stuck on this like mathematics page. And I tried to go f- to like honeycomb trying to get back to like food and like nothing can steer me back to, um, anything besides like this math world. And I was just totally pwned, but uh, <laughs> like I was in the rough, like nobody's business. So, so was it like, is it it's like a time thing? Whoever gets there first or it's whoever gets there in the shortest move. So it's, it's kind of both. So um, we have like, you get kind of, we don't have like a set point system. It's kind of just like, you know, pride points kind of thing. Sure. But if you get it fast and then somebody gets it in fewer, uh, strokes or fewer clicks, one might say, uh-huh. then technically they would win because you could just be like, click, 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 right. click, click, go, oh, I'm there. And it's like, well, good for you. You got it there really fast, but um, this person got it in four strokes and you got it in 10. So, yeah. you know, they win kind of a thing. About so you got to read so you, some of the articles. Yeah, you, you kind of, yeah, you got to kind of feel it out and everything like that. But it is great. It is super yeah, fun because it takes you through. Um, awesome parts of Wikipedia that you're like, and you really got to think it through. You're just like, hmm, okay, 
original 13 colonies. There's got to be something on this page that has to do with bread or so. Like, you know, you, you automatically kind of start. And you can use control F or command F, if you will. Uh, to <laughs> I will not. To, um, that's the only typing that really is allowed because uh, it allows you to just to, to search the page, right? right? right. Um, uh, there's nothing worse than seeing the thing on there, but it's not a hyperlink. Oh, that and you're like, no. Because then you're just like, oh, right, here it is right here. It's like the 13 colonies. But it's like, no, it's not a hyperlink. Now i got to figure out another roundabout way to get there. Like, ugh. So, yeah, that's a good game that's for anybody who wants to jump in on and that. I did yeah. something when I worked at DirecTV. Uh, uh, one of my jobs at, at a certain time was I would answer people's questions about the actual phone calls that they were taking. And I started doing, uh-huh. and, and I started doing something uh, when people would just ask weird questions to each other in conversations. I'd like eavesdrop. And then I would send them the answer to say in the <laughs> chat or something. Uh. And I was like, here's an article you might find interesting. And you're like, uh, it was pretty funny. This one girl thought it was hilarious. And then she would just ask me random questions all the time. And I'd be like, I'll get back to you in five minutes. And I'd send her the answers as Google has. Oh, you remember you remember when uh, cha-cha was a big thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I remember yeah. that. And you were like, that That was when you worked at uh, at Jamba. And you would text me and somebody would text cha-cha. And we would, try, and we would race to see who would get the answer. We would try to see who would get the answer first, yeah. And I and you have you often came through, but sometimes yes. you were working. I'm not. So, I'm, I wasn't dedicated as a as a cha cha representative might have been. So right, but, exactly. Oh man, exactly. remember? Oh, remember when not was back X, when I did not have a smartphone. I know, not just so. a smartphone, but now it's like unlimited data. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, right? It's like, oh, you remember when I could just like you know ask it myself, and it's like cha cha's like, oh. our industry has our industry has failed (laughs) so yeah that's hilarious (laughs) well cool um so what do you did you have an answer to either of your questions um so definitely it was crab crab legs in in one sitting besides that food for (sighs) your life food for life um I don't know. I'm probably going to say cereal. I've been in a lot of places yeah. where they've had free cereal. And like, I'd have to that. say, uh, I'm trying to think if there's a specific cereal. Though. No, it's, I'm not a big uh, cereal boy anymore. I think just cornflakes, man. Okay. Everybody's got cornflakes. It's really, really base. And you can definitely tell the quality of cornflakes. <laughs> you know, you can you can tell when they're skimping out. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that, you know, generic brand cornflakes are bad, but you can definitely say oh, like, ooh, okay, these are just not as good as Kellogg's. <laughs> really. Right. I don't know. But uh What's but that yeah, movie that's they that's that movie about the Kellogg Road to Wellville? Yeah, Road of, Road of <laughs> that's. I always think of that. Like, if you have not seen that movie, John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Anthony Hopkins, just it is just amazing. <laughs> it is terribly it's amazing. Movie. Yeah, it's a crazy movie. Uh, yeah, just that when they're actually trying to make the cornflakes and they're just batch 
like they come out green and black yeah. and they're just eating up like with milk. Oh, it's such um, road to the- <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Speaking of watching things. Okay. Um, it's time for triggered memories. Trigger your and, memory. Uh, trigger memories. And uh, the, the subject of triggered memories today is what was your favorite cartoon to watch growing up slash what might be your favorite cartoon now. And uh, so I have a thousand. So, so yeah, you have a thousand. Okay. So I tried to, I tried to kind of, yes, I tried to dig, dig for this one because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, did I really watch that like as a kid, kid, like as like, you know, a young, young child, or was that like when I was like in high school and I was just like, Oh yeah, here's reruns of this. And it's so good. Right. And like, so nostalgic and stuff like that. This so similar thought process. for, yeah, for me personally, something that I haven't really gone back to, but I would totally go back to it. If, uh, if I, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it, that I'm, for sure watched as a young child was the Muppet Babies. Because oh. I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, what about anything from Nickelodeon? I'm like, why didn't have Nickelodeon when I was like a little, little kid? You yeah. know, like when I was like, when I was like four five and six, like we did not have, um, you know, we had basic television, right? I mean, we're, we're, ta- we're working off rabbit ears right. and everything. Plus, I don't think even like, Nickelodeon had a bunch of shows when I was a little kid. So like I just double checked it. I'm like, I, I need to know, like make sure. But yeah, Muppet Babies was on from 84 to 91. So oh, that wow. was like, and that's what I'm thinking is like, that's also one of the shows that like was made for my age group as right. well. You know, it's like, this is for little kids to watch. Um, and it was great. And it- I'm sure if I watched it now, it would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't get this reference or that <laughs> reference or any of these um, kinds of things because, you know, the Muppets just, are, I mean, they've they've been an awesome, you even watch like the older ones now from the 70s and stuff and you're just like, just the cameos and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, a little kid would watch the Muppets, but the parents would also be like, oh, <laughs> what's, what's he doing right. here? You know, what's, yeah. Um, so uh, that's definitely one that I would, you know, that uh, they uh, would have to say they've, uh, I grew up they, on. they have a new Muppet Babies cartoon now. I am seeing that in front of me right now. Oh, yes. just learning about this now. But, I haven't watched any of them, but there's yes. some, there's some uh, Penguin instead of Skeeter or Scooter. No Skeeter there's, there's or Scooter. What? There's a penguin, oh, a penguin that I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting to kind of analyze the Muppet Babies because being introduced to the Muppet Babies as the first kind of Muppet-esque uh-huh. thing and then going back and watching like the old Muppet show and – like the great Muppet caper, like you know, Muppet sick Manhattan and all that kind of stuff. And then going forward to uh, like Muppet treasure Island and Christmas Carol and all that kind of stuff. It is interesting to me because 
like the dynamics are still somewhat there. But yeah, like Skeeter is two people. (laughs) You know, he has this like twin sister, and then like you never see her in anything else. She must have died before she got older. Jeez. Childhood crushed. Otherwise, or she just had a falling out with all of them and said, I'm never being your friend. I'm not going into show business. I'm going to be a scientist and not hang out with Bunsen and Beaker. Uh, Bunsen and Burner. Uh, Either of them. (laughs) Mr. Honeydew Um, or Honeydew. Um, Yes. So, yeah. So, it's it's kind of interesting because like, yeah, the Muppets, the Muppets go in and out, man. They go up and down f- for sure. Like they're not popular for a while, and then they'll just bust out uh, Academy Award winning movies, that's, that's, and that's then kind of go dark for a while. <laughs> or the, no, they'll bust out a movie and they go, okay, we're back in the public eye. Quick, let's make a TV show. Uh, let's make this TV show weird. We're Kermit now dates another pig. I did not get very far into that show. Oh, it was it was hard, man. Like, like yeah, I don't know. Like, you got to have Kermit and Miss Piggy together because any other interaction makes no sense for whatever reason. Right. Like, oh, now he likes another pig. Now it's weird. Now it's weird that he likes pigs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you uh, now? It's become like a now. It's become like a thing. Do you remember the composite photo of Fozzie and uh, Kermit's dad from the Gray Muppet Caper? Yes, he's, the he's green. Like he's like a green bear, bear yeah. with the eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's got Kermit's eyes, but foggy or foggy. Uh, that's would be his name. Fog. No, that's uh, that's, uh, that's Matt Mur- Murdoch's partner. Fog. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but he, yeah, he was uh, green fur, right? Like Fozzie's fur and Fozzie's head shape, but Kermit's, Kermit's eyes weird eyes with the with the with the collar with the Kermit collar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't yeah. seen it, check it out. It's <laughs> it's weird. Because in that movie, they are like legit brothers, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then Muppets from Space kind of like did it in with making uh, Gonzo from Space. I feel it was kind of, that was kind of not a great, op- not a great way to do that. But because Gonzo was great as his own person, as his own thing. Right. Yeah. Still a good movie, though. Yeah, I like good it. songs. It's got good mm-hmm. good song on there. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know that they started the Muppet Baby show after the Muppet Baby sequence in Muppets Take Manhattan. That's oh, I did not know that because it came out like the year I was born, so I was not aware of that. Makes sense. Though. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they made the movie, and if you don't remember, there's a whole sequence where Miss Piggy uh, talks about how she wishes it was like when they were younger. And there's a flashback to them as baby Muppet puppets, you know, because it's a live act. Baby Muppet puppets. And she sings a great song as a young baby 
Piglet, um, how she was going to do all these things. She's going to be a, a veterinarian too, and she's going to always love you. In, in speaking to Kermit, uh, it's a great, it's great. You check it out. It's a really good song. <laughs> My wife and I watched that movie. I don't know how long it was. A while ago, a long time ago. And uh, every now and then, uh, we'll just start singing that song. It's a good one. And see, that's the other thing is it had an awesome intro. Just my babies. Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, that's when classic. our dreams come true. Yeah. So um, when you know what's kind of weird. weird. <laughs> and you wish that you were there. We're there. Yep. Yeah. I remember. Uh, that's good. That's good. Okay. So what is your, what is your cartoon? My childhood cartoon. Of, the of one choice. that that I had to watch or was like always upset if I missed, David which happened a lot. Ooh, no, I liked David the Gnome though. <laughs> um, was uh, He Man, dude? Oh yeah. Um, when yeah. I when I was growing up, the time that it was on was like Sunday morning, and I could and I, and it was early, and I never wanted to get up that early on Sunday morning for whatever reason. So I didn't always catch it, but it was like the one thing that I would like try to do like every week. <laughs> it didn't always work, but. Uh, but yeah, I had to come down. Oh, dude. So when I was young, <laughs> I'm told. So much, so much younger than me. Uh, yeah, it's it, it still, it's still the the uh, the local networks still went black at night. They didn't mm-hmm. have infomercials that lasted all night long. So I would sometimes wake up early enough to see the test signal still on the channel before cartoons started. Just that like, we end with the you know we end with the national anthem, and then the signal just goes, and people went to bed. Not just people, but like the operators. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like I can imagine, like. You know, shutting down all the transmissions. Okay, see you tomorrow, guys. And it's just like, yeah, like you get into the studio and everything would be off. People used to get all their stuff done during the day, all this night business. You have to boot boot everything back up. (laughs) Get it going. That would be that'd be crazy now. That's right. So yeah, He Man, Masters of the Universe was one that I had to watch as a as a small small child. That was like I had to watch that. Um, have you have you watched the uh, special on Netflix about that? About He Man? About like the creation of He Man? No. Oh, dude, it is so good. Um, Send that to me. I will watch it. Um, yeah. So basically, it's a documentary, and they go through. It's called Power Grayskull: um, Definitive History of He Man. And the Masters of the Universe. It's basically yeah, I'll watch. That. Yeah, they 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 talk to the artists, they talk to the the toy creators, and how it was basically, you know, the exact opposite of how other toys were made. Where it's like, okay, well, we got to make a a Batman toy that goes along with this with this new uh, cartoon, or we got to make a, uh, a 
you know, a Lego set that goes along with this, where they're like, okay, well, we built the toys, you know, we sculpted them and da da da. And then they're like, well, we got to have something with it. It's like, well, why don't we give these little comics out? And then they're just like, okay, well, we'll just make a cartoon. And it's just like, what is this cartoon going to be about? <laughs> like, we, because they did, they had to build this whole world around these already prefab toys that they were just like, crazy. Oh, the toys are selling, you know. So, I'll have to go watch yes. that. That sounds yes. awesome. So, that was the earliest one that I could remember. Now, once I got a little older, the list gets real long. But, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, just, but, once uh, the Disney Channel kicked in, it was all over. Damn, dude, none of mine are Disney, though. I didn't write any Disney stuff down, though I loved Hey Arnold. No, you mentioned it. That's not Disney. Nicktoons, though. Uh, I liked a lot of those mm-hmm. Nicktoons back in the day. Um, but I loved Reboot. That's a great Reboot show. Reboot was awesome. And it, like, I just did not understand any of those things when I was a kid. I did not understand. <laughs> no. I did not understand the fact no. that, like, when a game comes down um you know it's it's you versus like the user you know it's like so these are the npc you know these are like the the you know the npc this is basically this is um you know the computer living its life and then the um the kid the user the whoever owns the computer wants to play a game so they're like all right i'm taking this chunk of ram (laughs) and i'm i'm using it for this game and then the elements of the computer are like now we have to you know go on this tron type quest thing to to that's crazy like it was so well done it was so good and then the story got i mean like obviously all the games and stuff early on were Mm -hmm. really cool but like season what late season two and season three get crazy there's a lot of time travel stuff and you're like what so I liked that a lot. And then, of course, I liked the superhero co- uh, cartoons. Mm-hmm. X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman oh, the Animated so Series. Good. Oh, real yeah. good. Batman. Batman, I watched Batman a lot. But I but I, man, I watched all three of those a lot. Uh, those, those, yeah, when mm-hmm. I got a little older. Boom. Those were the, th- the stuff. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, um, we were even just talking about, like, you know, Inspector Gadget um Ooh. today like inspector gadgets just i mean there's some awesome awesome cartoons out there thundercats um i like thundercats a lot as a kid you tried to watch thundercats recently yes i have the first season on dvd thanks to my brother and it is hard it was hard. Well, we're used to the the new cartoons, which just the pace of them is so mm-hmm. much faster. You watch even Ninja Turtles and uh, anything like from that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the storyline just is much slower, and the action is much less. And uh, it takes them a while to talk through things, you know. Um, Oh, I just remember I tried to watch the Thundercats a while ago, and Lionel is hanging from a cliff, basically, trying to climb up, and he, he's not that far away from the top. And he's like, if only I could reach my hand up and grab 
that handhold and it cuts away to the handhold and he's like uh, oh i have got it now if only i could move my other arm up to this handhold you're just like just climb the rocks dude like <laughs> it's, it's not have to be that long of a sequence uh, but uh but they're all kind of just that's just the pace of those old cartoons oh uh, yeah and it, it's always you know it's always the best i mean people have talked about it all the time where you can tell like you know just with like the difference between the background and the foreground animation you know like what something's going to pop out of or what's going to move or what object they're going to pick up to throw at the bad guy yeah you're like i I can tell that background's painted and that one rock is obviously (laughs) part of the animation so something's gonna happen with that rock um one awesome show um that that you would uh probably remember that I rewatched recently was the pirates of dark water. Dude, I knew you were going to bring up pirates of dark water. Pirates of dark water. Um, so I bring this up because, um, uh, Jody Benson, uh, the voice of Ariel, uh, Disney's original mm-hmm. Ariel and stuff like that. Like, Ooh, yeah. um, she, like she, she came to, to Salt Lake comic convention <laughs> one time. And I was just like, like the whole time everybody's like, oh yeah, like asking her questions about this and asking her questions about Barbie and stuff like that. And I'm like, somebody has to ask her about Pirates of Dark Water because why did that show stop? And then somebody actually came dressed up as her character in yeah. Pirates of Dark Water. And it, she was amazing with from like the hair to the crazy shoulder pads, like Tulu, Tula, like she it was awesome. And I'm like, all right, that, like she doesn't have to ask, but, but man, Hannah Barbera, they had a good run, man. They, they, they had a six, yeah, they 62 had years, stuff. I guess, according to this, this page here. So do you remember the Herculoids? Oh dude, the Herculoids was the Herculoids were the best. It was just like, what? It was like, what is, what this? is, but awesome. <laughs> and, oh, Johnny Quest whew, and Space Ghost. Such good shows. Very but good. no, the Herculoids. It, yeah, people don't remember the Herculoids. It, it's, it's, the Herculoids were like basically if you had to come up with, car, with characters that were almost like just barely off of trademarks. You know what I mean? Like, we're just like, uh-huh. like, um, like, Oh, what do we do? Well, we can't use Sasquatch. So what, what can we use? Oh, we'll do this thing. It's like a rock ape. So it looks like Sasquatch, but it's made out of rock. So it's really strong. Right. <laughs> it's just, right. And like, right. Um, the, um, ton, ton a ten-legged, uh... four-horned rhinoceros triceratops hybrid. He could exclude right. explosive energy rocks from his cannon horn. That's right. He would shoot them out and then blow people yeah. up. And then there were like the two dots, which were basically they looked like the dot candies, Gloop, black Gloop ones. And, and there was a big one and a yeah. small one. <laughs> and, and Zoke, the flying space drama- dragon that uh, – it's laser oh, beams from yeah. his eyes and tail. Yeah. Did it only have one head? Yes. It was like a, a cheap version okay. of a Hydra. 
like, right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, right. Oh. But then they, but then the main two people, like the leaders or whatever of the Herculoids was like a, like a He-Man knockoff guy. Yeah. And uh, like they but they were supposed to be like primitive people mm -hmm. basically. And then his lady friend, which I don't, Zandor and names Tara. Yeah. Tara. That's like the best. There's all these other ones. Zonk, Igu, uh, Tundo, Gleep, Gloop, and Tara. T -t -t. <laughs> like, you mean Tara from accounting? It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. And I don't remember there being a lot of dialogue of that. No. It was just like, no. <laughs> he would just say, he'd just call one by name and then like point and they would go and blow something yeah. up or something. Um <sighs> Was it was great. seriously, was yeah, it, it was show. seriously just like, how do we do this? Like, uh, I don't know. It's like these have to be completely original. It's like, well, they don't have to be completely original. They just have to be tweaked, just a hairline off of off of the normal. Uh, right. But Hanna Barbera, man, that was that was good. They were good doing stuff. stuff. Yeah, they were doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Well, let's do. So that was fun. Yeah, let's do the new. So the new, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I recently got into and, Ooh, and binge watched in like one day was, I want to hear about that. The HBO miniseries Chernobyl. Have you Ooh. heard about this? Uh, -uh. you don't, do you have HBO? I don't. Oh. Well, it's, it's worth it for sure. So it's, you know, about the uh, Chernobyl uh, disaster, you know, of uh, 1986 uh -huh. and everything, right? Um, and so with that, it it makes it – it tells the story in such a way that, like, it's very, very, very compelling. And, you know, you the, – the biggest thing that I realized at that point is how zero – of the population understood radiation at all. Like, Oh yeah. Like they're talking about things. Um, I mean, none of it's really a spoiler necessarily, unless you have no idea what Chernobyl is, but they're, they're like talking about <laughs> stuff where like, I mean, the firefighters went in there and they were picking up, um, parts of the exploded reactor from off the ground Ugh. and then like literally their hands just like melted, you know, through their gloves and stuff like that. So it's just like, like, and then Ugh. they didn't evacuate the town for so long and just like, uh, taking care of the people. Like, you know, somebody had the forethought to actually say like, you know, when the firefighters came into the hospital, they're like, they're like, get all of these clothes off of them and then take them to the basement immediately. But still, somebody's hand carrying all this stuff to the basement, you know? And it's like, yeah, that helps, but that person's now totally screwed, you know, and everything. And so <laughs> oh, it's just – and just like the crazy widespread aspect of it and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's one of those things that, you know, behind the Iron Curtain – really you know we couldn't have we had no idea i mean we had some idea because right um and everything but we had no idea of like the real goings on and the magnitude of it and all that kind of stuff so i would highly recommend it it's five episodes and okay. they're all good 
they all just get more and more into the story and everything like that. And they talk a little bit of how they researched it and how, um, and all that kind of different stuff. But, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing is nobody understood radiation. Like the, one of the guys is just like, well, we have to see the reactor, like fly over the reactor, like in this helicopter and the like nuclear scientist is like, no, <laughs> like, no, we will die instantly. Like instantly. If we do that, like do not fly oh over the reactor. Gosh. Like it's, it is just, it is ionizing the air. Like, like you cannot do that and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. I'll see if I can check it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. But. That's cool. I like that kind of stuff. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. The new for me this week is not really new, but it's something I wanted to talk about on this podcast at some point. Many people probably aren't going to care at all. This is your but agenda. I've, but I, this is – yeah. But again, we make this podcast. We get to do whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, um, I have been for a while now delving as a viewer into video game speed running. Are you familiar? Oh, yes. Not only have you – had me watch several of these. Um, Have I? Yeah. That's the whole last thing we did when we were at your house. Remember? We started it. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Cool. Speed runs. So, yeah. So we, we have a lot of ideas of things to do, blah, 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 make some money, <laughs> la, 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 la. I would love to get to the point where I don't have to go to work and I could just play video games on Twitch all day and maybe someone would pay me for that. That sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, you remember as a kid when you were like, you know what I want to do when I grow up? Play video games for a living. People do that. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Obviously, you got to be good for people to really want to watch you all that much. But, uh, you know, it'd take me a little bit. I could get there. Right. Anyway, um, but mostly what I watch is like Mario players um, and stuff. So are you familiar? So I, 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 I didn't remember that I did that. Did we watch a little bit of Mario 64? Is that what we watched? Yeah, because the thing we – we were talking about it where we had played – we had done this thing at work, you know, one of those watermelon eating contests, like let's play Mario Kart kind of thing to distract Uh people. And, uh, we were talking about the, um, that first, uh, race against the Koopa, um, in Mario 64 and Uh how, you know, we played it as part of a contest at work and how people just like were, we're kind of learning tricks from each other. They're like, Oh man, if you Z jump, you know, like then you can like beat him and you know, you can do this. And then you watch somebody that's like, has like the world record or whatever. And they do stuff that, you know, the, the game does not even comprehend itself. Wasn't you know? designed for yeah, it. Yeah. It's just like, all of a sudden he's just using the architecture of the actual dimensions of the player's mat the play mat to his advantage where it's like, Oh, well actually there's, you know, like 
a hidden spot right here where if you stand here and jump, it will default you to the end of the, the route or whatever. And you're like, oh, holy crap. <laughs> like, how did you figure that right. out? So, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's crazy. So, so well, I, I don't know how I started into this really, but I started like um, – I don't even remember. But anyway, I remember one day I came across this video, and I think this is really what, where I started to get into this kind of stuff. This guy named Summoning Salt on, on YouTube, he made a video about the history of Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 64 speedruns. Uh-huh. And I never really delved into, like, the knowledge and, like, the tricks and, like, what they do um, and all that stuff. And he goes through it and breaks down, I think, um, the first one is any percent run. Any percent run means you can finish the game uh, any percent complete that you want. It's just basically it means you, you just want to beat the game as fast as humanly possible. You just get That's any the end credits as fast as possible. Right. <laughs> That's any percent. Now, there's lots of uh, – most games have lots of m- multiple – different uh, categories oh. that people run. Uh-huh. Um, like Mario 3, there's an any percent, but it takes like three minutes. Because um, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's this whole thing where you can glitch and, and wrong warp into the crew, into the princess's room at the end of the game. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty crazy. Right. Check it out. Um, and, uh, and so, and so there's that, but there's also hundred percent runs where they run the whole game and they get, you know, you get all the coins, you have to get all, all the boxes or what we call. Yeah. I don't think Mario, I don't think you have to get all the coins, but you think of like a Zelda game where you have to collect mm-hmm. all the items, get all the heart pieces, do all the stuff. Um, that though, those like hundred percent runs are really long, but, uh, but I started watching this video and he talks about all these different things that people figured out along the way, all these glitches and things where basically now an any percent run in Mario 64 is a zero star run. They actually can break all the barriers so that they just have to fight uh, uh, Bowser three times and, mm-hmm. and then they win the game. Um, Jeez. which is great, which is crazy. It, it take it doesn't take a lot of time at all. Could you imagine um, if you had just kind of jump in here? If you had figured that out back, uh, in, it was ninety. When did sixty four come out? Uh, ninety six. Yeah, I if you say. if you figured that out in in ninety six or even like ninety eight, you know that kind of thing, and. It would be right. like it's it's like um, you know if oh um, yeah ninety six it, it would be like if you had the Rubik's cube when you were you know first when it first showed up and you're just like oh you mean this and people are like oh my god like you would just blow people's minds now it's like oh yeah that's pretty cool well it's well. What's really kind of interesting mm-hmm. about it is that, like, there were like records for beating games the quickest or the best, or the highest score. You think Donkey Kong back in the day, 
you know, there's a whole documentary mm -hmm. King of Kong where they talk about trying to get the best score and these two guys are going to go at it and do it or whatever. Uh, one of which has been his, all his strickers have been strict stricken, uh, stripped from his him? name. Yeah. He turned out to be a big cheater anyways. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's also that rabbit hole where we could go down all that mm -hmm. twin galaxies like uh, <laughs> uh, cheaters and things. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, so in history, obviously there's there is a history of that, but the the leaps and bounds uh, of all these tricks and things getting known and learned and strung together and runs mm -hmm. really didn't start to take off until the internet was a thing. Right. And they, and the community, and like there was an actual community running these games where they could learn, you know, and, and especially in it, even the, to the point where people were able to film their runs and things and people could watch the tricks that they were doing. And, and then it was like, uh, it was like the industrial revolution or something it really kicked <laughs> up. Right. Like seriously, like all these inventions, quote unquote, of all these glitches and all these things that people found to, to break these games um, and, and get to them, like get to the end as fast as possible. And I, I think it's quite interesting and fascinating. Um, there. Yeah. There's this whole thing in, in Ocarina of time, you know, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Right. Where, uh, where like the uh, one actual Zelda game that I've actually beaten. <laughs> yeah. Is that the only one you've beaten? Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. So there's a whole thing uh, that they figured out about uh, called Bottle Adventure. You basically have to, uh, <laughs> you have to, there was a, Okay, so you remember the fishing game? You can go into the fishing game and it puts the reel on like your sword mm -hmm. button, on like the right. B button. Um, and other than that, you always have a sword on B for fighting. Uh, there's a trick that you can do with the boots, I think, where if you go in and you put the boots on, you can actually walk out. Into the, uh, into I, I the water? There's a... Yeah, uh -huh. you go out in the water with your boots with the rod, and maybe this is the old version. There's a newer way to do it now, I think, if I'm not remembering correctly. Those who know, I'm sorry. But there's a way, basically, mm -hmm. that you can tr trick the game into letting you leave the fishing area with the rod. And if you do that, then you can write different items to your B button when you never could do that before. Oh, okay. And they figured this out whole elaborate thing out that if you put a bottle on your B button with something in it, when you went from young link mm -hmm. to older link, I think the game, the game resets the bottle value or basically it looks at the bottle value to see what it is. Um, and because it's on the B button in a weird place, it looks to one of your items right, right. on the C buttons, like the far C button, I think it's the right C button. Anyway, this is all complicated. But it, but it basically, it, it looks over to this thing and then gives a value, which gives a value of a location somehow, uh, depending on the items that you put in there, um, where you can basically use the bottle in the wrong place to warp to some later 
place in the game. And so they're, they figure out a way to use that to warp to like the, the escape mm-hmm. at the end of the game in the castle. So you basically, you all, you can do that. You have to get very few items, beat very few dungeons and get to the, like the escape scene at the end of the game, basically, where you basically go up to the top of the tower, fall down and you fight well, again. And that's the end of the game. So like, uh, that right. <laughs> If you didn't know, you have to you have to fight Ganon. Uh, Surprise! <laughs> but anyway, so there's all these things. It's very interesting to me. Um, the history is really interesting. So you check out Summoning Saul on YouTube. He does a lot of these videos about the history of different speed run. Uh, of different mm-hmm. games being speedrun and, and like the history of what was learned when and the progression of how the times went down. It's very interesting. But other than that, I've been watching uh, a lot of Mario Maker 2 recently because Mario Maker 2 just came out in, at the end of June um, on the <laughs> Switch. And that's why I want a Switch, but I don't have money for that. Um, uh, so I've been watching all these guys play these crazy hard levels uh, and beating them after a long time. Like they played these for like hours to beat these levels. Um, oh yeah. It's crazy. Those, those anyway. levels like where it's just all fireballs, like fireballs just coming at you from every direction. And there's like one impossible route to get through. I mean, you're like, I've just seen those when I'm, and I'm like, Nope because I definitely have played regular games where I've fallen in the same pit 12 times in a row. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, I mean, yeah, it's. Well, yeah. In like, in like the Mario community, like the, the 2d Mario community, there's these things called Kaizo, uh, Kaizo games, which is like, uh, they're really tough levels in their mechanics where you have to make like really precise jumps and sometimes there's hidden blocks that you hit mm-hmm. and you fall and you die and you have to know where those are and you have to like work each little trick out to string together the whole level. And uh, and those are really interesting to watch um, as well as like uh, ROM hacks. There's lots of ROM hacks of Mario – Super Mario World is probably the most popular one to do that. And they make all these terribly hard versions of the game. Um, and have people mm-hmm. do with all these new mechanics and stuff that aren't origi- in, originally in the original game and all this <laughs> stuff. Anyways, so I watched too much of that. But uh, I want to speak about that for a moment. So there you go. If you're interested in old games, that it- is a branch of that, uh, which is really interesting. I think the speed run stuff is fun to, to watch old games that you used to play a lot, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, I couldn't beat that in five minutes. That's crazy. So anyways. No, and that's and that's kind of the thing is I think what's interesting about that is that there is there's so much content out there and they're always coming up with like the next game, you know, the next, bigger, know. you know, more in-depth, you know, better graphics, all that kind of good stuff. But, um, but there's a huge, when it comes down to it, people will, people will play the same game over and over. I mean, like you get, you get these apps now that 
um, you know, it's all about getting like, like a huge push of like, you know, three stars, right? Like that was the big right. thing. He's like, oh no, I beat it, but I got to beat it and get three stars. It's like, why? It's like, well, because you don't really beat it unless you get three stars. You know, like it's this, it's this weird mindset, you know? Right. It's the same thing where it's just like, it's like, oh my gosh, I beat, you know, Zelda. And it's like, yeah, but did you do all the side things or did you get everything or did you, and you're like, well, no, I'm done, right? <laughs> it's like, well, no, you're not really done. And you could just go back right. and, and do it over and over and over and over again. It's, it's, you know, you're a completionist. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, right. it's whether it's like, I, I beat, you know, Dr. Mario, I'm never going to play it again. It's like, yeah, but did you beat it on, you know, hard? And you're like, well, no. It's like, well, <laughs> then you definitely. Your, your mother, I think, is the only one that has, has, has sat through that enough to, to beat it on. on our... Dude, uh, there is uh, – I don't think – I don't know. I should go and look. But I don't, I don't think you can technically win that game. I think it just keeps going up in levels. Dr. Mario? Um, yeah. I might be wrong. I might be misremembering, but uh, at the uh, at the classic Tetris World Championships, there is now a Dr. Mario Championship that has only occurred for two years or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watched it, and I was like, "Dude, I, I might not do very well, um, but I think I would do fairly well. I would probably win some rounds." And I, I was like, "My mom would definitely win some rounds." I'm like, mom, we should go do this, and she just she scoffed at me. A <laughs> but I think yeah, I was like, I was like being legit. I was like, we should go and do that. That'd be mm -hmm. awesome. We're not Tetris boys. Tetris is hard. Classic Tetris is crazy hard. But uh, but we could do some Doctor Mario. So, anyways, that's a that's a thing. Okay, so this. This says um, on Wikipedia, there is no fixed Ooh, end to the game. Speaking of Dr. Mario, players may continue progressing through levels and accumulating points even after beating level 20. Though beating level 24 takes players back to level 24. Levels 21 and 20 have the same number of viruses. However, the viruses virus count does increase further 22, 23, and 24. So basically, you just play 24 forever until, until you die right until you die so you hit the maximum number of viruses and then it just loops you back and forth and so you could you could yeah really just play it forever huh. if you if you're good enough yeah yeah because i don't think the speed really increases well because it's just 24 again and again so yeah it definitely doesn't yeah. increase anything after that point so that's crazy but yeah you have like the three different speed modes and everything so yeah. Cool, man. Interesting. We introduced somebody to Dr. Mario just this, this last weekend. Uh, oh, on, yeah? On the Switch. And it was like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, what? It, it's it's Tetris. Is this not intuitive enough for you? <laughs> like, just, just line up the colors. Stack those pills, boy. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a classic. Game's coming back, man. Classic Everything's... Game, man. Everything's circle, yeah. coming back, yeah. That retro gaming community is big, dude. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So there you go. 
Sorry, that was a little more long-winded than I had anticipated. Sorry about that. No, that was that was good new, new new old school. New old. The new is the new is not old, and the old is new. Yeah, yeah. So is blue new, true. For you. For for you. Excellent. Well, well, that's a podcast, that's everybody. It. That is a podcast. We've you've heard it here first. This is the definition of a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. Well, Taggart, we didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning, so uh, this is our outro, uh, where we we say, you know, I'm this. This is Brandon signing off, and this has been Taggart also signing off. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys. Bye. Bye.